Welcome to the Profit and Loss Podcast. I'm Adam Tidrow. And I'm Jahaira Zapata. This is a dive into the minds of entrepreneurs and small business owners. We talk about what keeps them up at night, and more importantly, what gets them up in the morning. Join us every week for conversations with real business owners as they share their successes, struggles, and lessons learned. All right, folks. So we're back. We're back. (laughs) Yes, we're back after a much needed vacation. Sorry, we're a little late with the drop of this episode. Uh, Adam and I were both on vacation. Much needed, if I didn't mention that already. Um, And yes, we were on vacation separately. Again, Adam is just my work husband. Don't get any ideas. There would be a, a lot of people with a lot of questions uh, <laughs> and probably uh, some complaints, <laughs> with, uh, two people in particular. <laughs> be like, who knew? <laughs> yeah. Who knew? Wow. Surprised. As if 2020 and 2021 isn't surprising enough or hasn't yeah. been surprising <laughs> enough. Play that. As the kids say, play the Uno reverse card. That <laughs> no, that's a new one. You're you're coming that's, up on the lingo, Adam. I am. Don't be so chuggy. Chuggy? Uh, What's that? Yeah, chuggy is basically being uh, Generation Z, Zillennials, uh, <laughs> say that millennials are chuggy when they like, tr- when they when they do things that used to be cool. Oh. Like, like if I say like, yo, that's tight, man. That like that's. <laughs> Like, wow, that's chuggy. I'm like, wow. So chuggy is like an adjective describing something that that used to be cool, but mm. isn't, but but people are still trying to make it cool. Gotcha. My explanation was probably very chuggy. <laughs> <laughs> and knowing is half the battle. <laughs> knowing is half the battle. Yeah. Accepting this, admitting you have a problem. Right. <laughs> Self-awareness. Self-awareness. That's what we're striving for here on the Profit and Loss podcast. Exactly. Well, I I will address the elephant in the room, as I had mentioned uh, prior to coming on board. Um, Yes, I sound super nasally, like I have a clothespin on my nose because I am sick. Um, COVID is real, folks. Yeah, not that I thought it wasn't fully vaccinated, but I am so special, like uber special that I still got it. She's a breakthrough star. (laughs) Waiting for my royalties. Yes. (laughs) Um, But no, on a a serious note, that's actually going to be something we're going to talk about today on today's uh, on today's episode. Not those dings, but COVID. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, it, I think it's um, it's important for for everyone listening. If if you are fully vaccinated, great. Still take precaution. Um, if you're not vaccinated, or you're kind of like teeter tottering, I'm I'm thankful that I'm fully vaccinated because that means I didn't have to go to the hospital. Um, but, you know, who knows what would have happened um, had I not been fully vaccinated. So, you know, 
think about not only yourself, but about the people that surround you and how this could, you know, potentially affect them. Um, We know that COVID is affecting a lot of businesses, um, you know, when we're just like taking it out of the the population um, perspective, right? Like we're looking at businesses that's that's who our clients are small businesses entrepreneurs um adam before i go on my rant here that's my psa by the way but (laughs) yeah adam (laughs) hello (laughs) welcome welcome hello um yes welcome back uh glad to have you back glad you're okay um we are awaiting the return of your sense of smell and taste yes Um, they're mm-hmm. on the way back from uh, O'Hare International Airport. <laughs> um, they got uh-huh. lost with much like luggage. So, um, yeah. But um, glad you're okay. Glad you're feeling better. <clears throat> um, yeah. When you told me, I was, uh, was a little shocked. I think mm-hmm. you. Yeah, I was like, oh my god. Um, what does mean? What does this mean for the podcast? What does it mean for <laughs> for me? What does your illness mean for me? Right. That's, that's basically all I, all I can think about. Your health, whatever. Right. But um, the selfishness, just full, full throttle. Well, totally. I mean, that's, that's how I operate. Uh, totally self-involved. Um, not aware of others. Not true um, at all, folks. Adam, Adam is very, always very concerned with everyone else. Yes. If I focus on others, I don't have to look at myself. Um, <laughs> keep leaning into the microphone like i'm telling a punchline trying to hit it hit it real hard um but well while you were off um being an anti-masker and everything up in chicago um, oh wow (laughs) don't give folks that false (laughs) those false stories about me the fake news um i was uh i was in the great state of indiana and um yeah, I went home for a couple days and, and saw folks and for my birthday and came back um, and then hurt my back for like two days. So probably oh, sitting man. in the car for like 20 hours over the course of a weekend, and, you know, sleeping on an air mattress and, you know, and then um, I've moved recently. So I have a ton of boxes in my house and I was moving them around my uh, home office and I was in a desk chair and I lifted a box up and that's kind of when I felt my back go hey stop. <laughs> um, whoa so there <laughs> I'm gonna blame it on the car the air things I had no control I'm not gonna I'm not gonna blame it on my own stupidity you you don't uh, want to admit that once you hit 30 like it just went no went, bye-bye <laughs> no no thank you I've, <laughs> I I'm a, I'm a year into this thing into this whole 30s <laughs> thing and uh i'd like to get another nine years out of it before i start (laughs) complaining about physical issues um i like take the stairs and i have to stop halfway up not because i'm out of breath but my knees hurt like oh god remember as a kid you like run up the stairs and your feet and your hands (laughs) and uh now i do it so i can keep my air in my body Uh, pass out it's it's easier when you're on all fours going up the stairs so um anyway uh what was i talking about um 
Indiana came back. Um, but yeah, one thing that I I did notice was just how different areas are are interacting with or, or taking precautions against COVID. And mm-hmm. you know, being back home in Indiana, which tends to be um, a state that's um, you know the folks there are, are a little less cautious about uh, COVID and, and things like that, um, especially in the area where I'm from. There were still a lot of people who who were taking the vaccine, you know, getting the vaccine, and even people who, you know, three or four months ago said, "I'm never going to get that vaccine." You know, mm. that's not for me. There were people; those same people now are like, "I'm going next week to get my first dose." Okay. You know, so they're they're doing that, which I think is great mm-hmm. um, for anybody and everybody who who whose doctor says they should do it, go do it. You know, if you've mm-hmm. got the green light, go do it. Mm-hmm. I know there's some people who can't. Right. Um, but but it's important uh, for your health and also kind of like you said, the, the health of uh, businesses and employees and employers and mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's scary. Um, you know, there was that article that, that you shared with me mm-hmm. um, and I'll let you you cite it because I can't remember where it was from, but CNBC, um, CNBC, my favorite. Um, <laughs> but, you know, they were talking about how what businesses, you know, a lot of businesses think they can survive the next year. Mm-hmm. okay with current restrictions and, and how things are going but anything beyond that is going to cause really an undue burden on mm-hmm. business owners and yeah I am I'm terrified of that I'm scared of what that's going to look like because you know so in March and April and May of last year I took in about 400 phone calls um, mm-hmm. over the course of those few months all from business owners and and folks wanting to know how do I save my business? I have no money, you know, whatever those issues are. And, you know, if they, if they didn't qualify for PPP, um, luckily state and federal and local governments have stepped up to provide grants and other loan programs and, and things like that um, to do that, uh, to help, to help kind of weather this storm. And I'm, I'm not sure what a, what a second wave of, of restrictions and close downs would look like for main street businesses. Yeah, I will say, um, as being someone who used to be in the service industry um, for many, many years, um, you know, be be kind to these people. Like, you know, they're they're working hard. They're they're doing the best they can with um, something that is continuously changing. Like it changes every day, right? As, as there was what two, three weeks ago, Erie County. I think we only had like thirty six cases per 100,000 people. And just the other day, we were already at like 80 cases per 100,000 people, which means we've changed categories. It, it, it turns out that like a lot of the, the regulars, you know, are very supportive of these local businesses where it's, it's not a, it's not a franchise. It's not like this humongous, um, chain or well I guess the chain is a franchise right but (laughs) it's not like a humongous um corporation that has like 500 employees these are like small mom and pop shops family businesses um you know that like if they go out of business that's it like they have all their 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 life savings and earnings kind of like you know within that business and within the community so just just be patient with them wear your mask you know if they ask you to wear your mask even whatever thoughts you may have, like, again, it's not just you, it's the people that surround you. So, so help them out, wear your mask. If, if you are very adamant about not doing that, don't go there, right? Like, just don't, 
I, I feel like um, that's the nicest way to say this. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, don't don't try to rain on someone else's parade. You know what sure. I mean? Like these people are just trying to have a good day, trying to keep their business afloat. And like, I feel like complaints like those are unnecessary considering all of the people that have gotten sick, that have died, um, that have lost their businesses, lost their jobs, you know, like just be a good human at the end of the day. That's, that's what I would suggest. Be a good human. For sure. I think it's, you know, for us, it's very hard to, um, at least for me, it's hard to, and, and I, I think you and I are both very passionate people. Um, you know, we work in this industry, we work in these, in this, uh, we were for Pathstone because we want to, because right. we believe in the mission. So it's very hard to come on here and try to temper that, mm-hmm. that emotion that we feel because we see, we see the populations that are hardest hit, right? right? We see the, the communities, the neighborhoods, the schools that are hardest hit by this stuff. Mm-hmm. and it's, we want to help. We want to do everything we can to actively go in and, and help and provide solutions. And at the same time, there's a part of us that wants to scream at the other side. And, <laughs> yeah. and I won't even say the other side, but it's screaming at the people who don't, maybe they, they don't see mm-hmm. the destruction that's going on. Or they don't, they don't understand how their actions can lead to lead to this. Yeah. You right. know, one person doing something stupid you know, we can, it's really easy to mitigate the damage from that. Mm-hmm. But if everybody thinks that they are the only person doing something, right, then it's, it's everybody doing this. And um, it's really hard to kind of stay, stay calm about it. But, um, yeah. you know, I, I would just urge people to, you know, this is, you know, see the humanity in everybody else, um, you know, it, interact with people on that level and, and engage um, based on your humanity, not on politics, not on, right. Um, and, and, and do what's best for all of us mm-hmm. you know, do You know, you got to take care of yourself and everybody else right now. So yeah. this isn't just for Buffalo where we're known as like the city of good neighbors. I'm pretty sure that's, that's the, the saying, <laughs> but, um, you know, nationwide worldwide, like if you're in Australia and you're listening to this, you know, yeah just be a good human um yeah but i do want to kind to kind to that's not a word Uh, (laughs) right i definitely have a a bit of a mush brain right now um on a positive note with covid um silver lining right um we do have another article that we're actually um putting in the show notes for you And it's kind of talking about entrepreneurs and COVID and how you how you basically find an opportunity in an unexpected place. So this one is actually also by CNBC. It's in their travel section. So it talks about uh, basically, I'm sure some people have heard of the uh, uh, car shortages this particular article is talking about the auto rental shortages. So that basically sparked a boom in peer-to-peer car sharing. So it's something that entrepreneurs are hopping on, um, you know, this kind of new trend, making money. Again, they found an opportunity in an unexpected place. Adam, you want to kind of comment on this article? 
Uh, I'll comment on it just from a basic kind of economic standpoint. So here's what happened. The rental car industry dried up uh, mm -hmm. at the beginning of, of the pandemic, really. And, and for most of 2020, it was, it was dried up. So to, to service their debts and, and to, you know, make payroll and stuff, we were, they were selling off vehicles within their fleets. Um, now we're picking back up. They need vehicles um, because, and, and so with, with fewer vehicles and demand going up, um, prices are going to go up. So there's a, a price surge in, you know, what it takes to rent a vehicle from, you know, Enterprise or Hertz or Avis or whoever. Um, and uh, so now what we're trying to do is get more used vehicles, more vehicles into those uh, rental lots. And that's taking a lot. And we're, you know, people aren't buying new cars. They don't have, you know, the, the funds to buy new cars. So they need to buy used cars, blah, 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 mm -hmm. blah, blah. I actually, I was listening to a, a podcast yesterday and um, the guest on the podcast was moving from Los Angeles to Maine mm -hmm. and was going to sell her car. And she went to CarMax and her car was uh, nine years old and it gave her $20,000 for it. And it was like, That's that a was, come up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was like, and it was like 20 or 30% over what she would have been, been able to get mm -hmm. prior to the pandemic. I mean, I put my, just for, uh, just to see what it was, what I could get, I put it into CarMax yesterday and my 2010 Jeep Grand Cherokee with a rust spot on the back and 78,000 <laughs> miles on it, they were going to give me over 9,000 bucks for it. Yeah. I was like, and I'm not going to do that because I, I love my car, knock on wood. It's, it's great. Mm -hmm. But um, that just shows, you know, what the pandemic has done to the first, what it did to demand mm -hmm. and now what it's doing to, to supply and how, how prices are, are crazy off that. But there's a lot of opportunity for, for entrepreneurs within that. There's plenty of, of things that they can do. Um, Jahai, to refresh my memory, what were some of those things we can highlight from that article while I put my other earbud in here? <laughs> um, well, I'll kind of go back um, and just mention that this is a clear example of um, something we spoke about a couple episodes back, episode 22 with Dr. Freeman, and it was about opportunity entrepreneurs kind of seeing these opportunities in these unexpected places um, versus it being I mean, this is technically a, a need as well, but like there's a huge opportunity in this, in something that you wouldn't normally expect to be an issue um, because of COVID. But um, in the article, a couple of key points is basically saying uh, travelers are turning to car sharing platforms like Turo and Get Around as a big, um, as a big car rental change um, faces shortages. Uh, so a couple of companies you can look into and see, you know, maybe this is something that, that, might work for you, you know, if you're living in Buffalo, depending, you know, especially um, with the border opening back up. Um, I don't know if that's going to change because of Delta. Um, but, you know, you may potentially have some opportunity there and, and, you know, more people coming to visit things like that. Um, but, you know, yeah, there's yeah. also, um, you know, consumers are also finding peer-to-peer -peer car sharing provides more personal rental experience. People, a lot of times they, they either make purchases or, um, you know, just, they just do things because of the experience, not so much, you know, the clout or whatever the case is. Um, but there are a couple other key points that you can kind of find in the article here. Um, 
And then I will say, I do know someone that was traveling recently as well. And he was mentioning that to, to rent a, like a, a sedan in California would cost him an enormous amount of money because of the, the, the car rental shortages. So it would have cost him like, I think he said like, I don't know, 300 something dollars. I want to say that was a day versus like a van, which fits like seven for like a total of like a hundred and something like, like, like it's crazy. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that goes to show you, like, if you, if you take a look at the the market, like that's just what it is right now. Um, So again, some opportunity to maybe make some money, you know, without gouging people, I will say that. Um, Cause I think that that's one of the things that the article talks about, like um, doing this peer to peer sharing, like they still, they weren't like beating people over the head with the prices, but they were still able to make money based on the shortage of, of car rentals. Yeah. I mean, and that's, you know, for us, it's, you know, our primary operation is lending, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm thinking, you know, if, if somebody came to me and they said, Hey, I've got a, you know, 2016, 2017 vehicle, yada, yada, yada. I'm looking for a $10,000 loan right now. I, you know, I could take your, if your vehicle's paid off, yeah, I could take your vehicle as collateral. You still get to use it. And then you're just take you're lending, you know, we're lending you money against that. And, yeah. you know, at a, at a lower rate than, you know, putting on your credit card or something, you know, mm-hmm. start your business. Yeah. And, you know, so, so first contact us. Definitely. And, and, and then your, uh, you know, your local credit union or, or bank or whatever, mm-hmm. but, you know, use the equity in, in that vehicle, which, you know, this is probably a, a once in a lifetime, hopefully once in right. a lifetime scenario where, yeah. where the value of your vehicle is going to, um, at, at the very least not depreciate drastically right. year over year. Um, so, you know, if, if you're an entrepreneur looking for some capital, you know, um, let's talk about how to use that, the equity within that, within that car, um, to do that. And, you know, there, there are a ton of ways to, to now use that vehicle. And remember that, you know, there's ride sharing and, um, car sharing, right? Mm-hmm. So those are two different things. Um, right. You can make money two different ways with that. Um, yeah. I have a friend who lives in Seattle, I want to mm-hmm. say, and they do, they do both. So they, they loan their car out when they're not using it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when they are using their car, they're Ubering or, or driving for Lyft or whatever. So their car is constantly making them money. Yeah. Right? So they're, you know, like it's something like 19 hours out of the day, their car is generating cash for them, which is. That's great. Cool. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's super amazing. I will say we're pretty good at being um, creative with finding ways to kind of get you financing. Um, so yes. yeah, for sure. Give us a call. I'd say, come on in, but give us a call instead. Give us a call. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we want to make sure we're there. <laughs> um, um, Adam, uh, what's, the, what's the number that people can, can call if they have any questions or want more information? Yes, yeah, so the best number to call is 716-436-2560. Or uh, if you want to call uh, our other office, you can call 585 340 3300. Uh, We're going to make sure to put that in the show notes as well, just in case uh, Adam got dyslexic with numbers or anything like that. You can definitely, (laughs) yeah, you can definitely call 716 436 2560 
that gets you uh, right to my desk or to my office. Um, and then we'll get you to um, one of our, one of our loan officers uh, immediately. So awesome. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, I think that's it for us. I need to take a break so I can continue to breathe a bit better. Um, <laughs> I'm a little short out of uh, short of breath. Is that how you say it? Short of breath, out of breath. I think they both work, but um, yeah. Um, yeah, don't forget to follow us on social media. Let us know how we're doing. Um, you know, we only do these, these, uh, these particular episodes every once in a while where it's just Adam and myself. It's nice to, uh, you know, every now and then it's nice to just have the two of us and catch up and talk to the audience directly. Um, yeah, we've had a, a number of great interviews. So please go listen to if this is your first time listening or one of your first times listening to us, please go back and listen to some of our older interviews. We have uh, great people like uh, Nicole Overcamp um, and Dr. Michael Freeman and Steve Hoffman and uh, Beatriz Flores and, and, and a, a ton of others. So uh, please go back and, and listen to, to all of them and uh, just get in contact with us. If you're a small business owner looking for financing or uh, some other type of help, let us know. We'd love to to fit into that into that solution somehow. Yeah, definitely. Um, follow us on all the social media platforms: Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, Instagram, we are the Enterprise Center Inc. Um, and then you can find us uh, Pecky Biz Help on Twitter and Pathstone Enterprise on Facebook. Uh, if you have any questions or anything like that, you can always email me, ysapata at pathstone.org. I'll, again, put all this stuff in the show notes. Um, and just to give you a heads up, we are going to have an amazing podcast guest um, for our next episode. She um, She's a speaker, author, and consultant to Next Gens um, that seek to lead their family businesses. So for any of you out there that are already in a family business or maybe are looking to um, take over your family business, kind of make sure that it doesn't you know, fall down the drain. She is the person that you're definitely going to want to listen to um, because she's like, she's a pro at this. This is, this is her, her thing. This is her jam. So make sure to tune in to our next episode, which will be next week. Um, and we will keep you posted. Thank you for listening guys. <laughs>